Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Trevor Howardy with the Regular People Podcast. Uh, we are back from that ridiculous hiatus all the way back from August until now. We're finally going to start kicking this back up again because why the heck not? Uh, just to let you guys know that I just had this conversation with Bennett, and after listening to the audio for a little bit, uh, the audio isn't incredible on my part because maybe I was a little too far away from my phone. So, uh... Bear with me for this episode, and I'll get it better next time. Still an awesome episode. Love this conversation with Bennett. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Later. What's up, dude? What's going on? Oh, wow. I can actually hear you really well. I'm not anywhere near Wi-Fi or anything. I'm, uh, I'm like one bar of phone service. So can you hear me? Yeah, man. I can hear you perfect. Heck yeah, dude. There's no Graham, is there? No, it's just me right now. Graham's back at MSU right now. Son of a bee sting, dude. Son of a bee sting. Dude, so what's up? How are you doing? Oh, dude, has this started already? Heck yeah. This is the podcast? Yeah, we're getting going right now. What was the intro, dude? You, asking uh, if Graham's here and if you have Wi-Fi. Okay, well, well, I, I'm a bit of a professionalist, would have liked to know him, but that's fine, that's fine, didn't know, didn't know. Um, yeah, dude, here's the deal. Um, if this is what it takes to get a conversation with Trevor Halawadi nowadays, then I'm ready to record any podcast necessary. In fact, I wish all of my friends had podcasts, because you, you disappeared. You, you went up and left. And you disappeared. So if we got to do a podcast to figure out what's going on with you, I'm totally down with that. So what's going on with you, dude? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we took a immediate break after doing, like, what, two episodes? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. We have it on recording that we were going to do these bi-weekly. And you haven't done it in a year. This podcast is going to be uh, bi-yearly. Bi-yearly. I like that. Do you mean bi-annually? Or is that what you meant? Bi-yearly. Oh, you mean every two years? Yes. Oh, you're really setting the bar high here, dude. I appreciate that. I like to set low expectations so I know I can hit them. Here's the problem, dude. We have fans. We can't be doing that. We have fans, dude. I've had, listen to this. I've had three people come up to me and say they love the podcast. Okay? Now, here's what I'm thinking, okay? Merchandise. How come you and I don't have a t-shirt dude well because the uh the podcast took a nice slow burn right after that uh about third episode and then took a short hiatus of about six months dude you know what's absolutely hilarious about you saying three episodes you only uploaded two so you saying three episodes makes anyone who's listening even more confused because you only uploaded two this is the third podcast dude oh uh, the other one's exclusive the other one's an exclusive. You have, you have to pay on Patreon for that one? Yeah, pay subscribers only. Dude, I love it. I absolutely love it. We should get a t-shirt. It should be, it should be, you know what it should be? It should just be your average mile pace as a number, and it should just be on the front. It should just be like 456. That's all it should say. 456, that's probably just going to be the average length. Of the episodes, if you span it out in those six months, the two hours kind of dwindled down to about four minutes. Based on what you promised, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, so let's talk about that. Don't ever, ever ran 20 miles 
and then give me all of your splits saying that you ran every single mile faster than my best mile time ever because hmm. I have an ego. I tried to feed the ego, and then you post that, and ego's gone, dude. Got nothing, okay? Because yeah. I can't run that, dude. I it's can't do like anything like that. Every, all these runs are just getting better and better. I don't know why. Well, I've been running with, like, a few people that I've met down here. Okay. And obviously, everything's a lot better with people, and I haven't felt this good about running since honestly like junior year of college yeah really like my body's actually holding up i have more time to roll out more time to do things when i'm not in college as like i can yeah. set time apart in the day as long as i'm not like a lazy shit you know and i want to do it like rolling yeah. drinking a ton of water all that kind of stuff and i've actually have barely felt any tweaks or anything it's actually awesome isn't that crazy how everyone takes like their college and high school years? There's a lot of people that think they're the best version of themselves as an athlete or something during their high school or college years. And then they, you know, like you can actually take the time to do things right. Like you actually learn about eating right because right after high school, you realize that drinking and eating the way you did without all the sports makes you look oh, yeah. bad. And then you start learning these things and all of a sudden you feel there's better. There's got to be some sort of thing that, I mean, there's already tons of different research papers done about athletes after college and it's like the whole like the it's kind of like the same thing as like that kind of seasonal depression kind of thing but it's like that longing for more of that team aspect that you just kind of got I mean not I'm not gonna say ripped from you because you had what eight years to do it but I mean it's like a big gap that a lot of athletes kind of crutch off of for a long time and I honestly went through that. I mean, you probably went through that after swim. A lot of our friends that did athletics in college went through it. And it no, dude, I was never an athlete. Just because I was a swimmer did not mean I was an athlete, dude. I was just a kid wearing a Speedo going up and down in a water tank. I was never an athlete, dude. I think about what I tried to accomplish and then I look back at the goals I set, and then I look back at what I was actually doing <laughs> to succeed. And I was so dumb dude all i would do is i would say i was working harder than everyone but what i was really doing was just making myself more tired than everyone so all i did for eight years of my life was sleep less than everyone and perform worse than everyone dude that's all i did oh and i wore speedos that's what i that was the other thing i did i'm more comfortable in a speedo than anyone else and that's probably my biggest accomplishment but i look back and i was like what the you know what was i is this a pg podcast is that what's going on here that's definitely a PG podcast because what the flip was I thinking, dude? I mean, barnacles. And back to like high now, and how, I mean, as I'm growing up, I'm realizing how much more important sleep general is and yeah. how much just sleep yeah. and drinking water can do. Whereas like in high yeah. school, you go like the entire school day without touching a drinking fountain, go to practice, you swim in a pool for like two hours. I go out and run for an hour. Yep. I'm like dying don't know what's wrong i go to bed at like one in the morning and wake up at like six to do it and it's just like i'm not sleeping drinking water anything as soon as you sleep like in eight hours it feels like you're superman in the morning i know dude there was no dude i used to try to train i was 15 and i thought i was training like 20 to 24 hours a day and looking back like i wasn't doing any of the things i needed to and i was really getting probably like four good hours of training every week the rest that's it. Just that's all training. I was doing. You were just training yourself into basically nothingness. I know. I know. And now, now, 
I've decided, and this is what I was segueing into. I know I got off track there, but you know, when you let an ADHD person just talk forever, that's what happens. Um, I, uh, I have decided like right after high school, I was always concerned and felt weird anytime I trained because the thought process was, what am I training for? I had all these goals. I didn't hit them. Now I'm going to community college. Um, and then what am I training for? But recently, just like the past month, I'm like, you know what? I actually don't care. Just do what makes me happy. And what makes me happy is getting like tired in a pool. So I started swimming again. And for some reason, even though it's just as weird now that I'm training for swim, because there's no swim events I'm going to. In fact, the last swim event I was going to go to was a triathlon that you and fart face John Dillon fucking <laughs> bailed on me. And there goes the PG show. Fucking lick a dick Dylan and suck a dick Trevor decided not to do the triathlon with me. So that's when I stopped training. But I've decided, you know what? I don't need lick a dick Dylan and I don't need suck a nut Trevor to train because I just want to feel good. So it's all about me, dude. It's all about me. My name is Jake Tracy and I'm going to train however I want, whenever I want. Now, that's the new rule for my life, dude. All right. Well, that's sick. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel. And you know what? I actually, uh, you posting that you can run 20 miles like that, I'm going to run 4.5 today. And there's absolutely nothing anyone can do about it because it's my choice, dude. 4.5. How about that, dude? I just started working at this run specialty shop. You already know. It's called Naperville Running Company. It's awesome. Uh, Probably one of my favorite things that I've done so far. Obviously, Rock Death. Nice. amazing uh, nrc is just kind of like a whole new ballpark in that run specialty game that i've been with they're like one of the best uh, stores that you can work for with run specialty okay. and stuff and i heard one of my coworkers say when i was shadowing them when i first started to a customer uh when they was like i'm not a runner all i do is i go out and sometimes like each i try and get in like two runs a week at like two or three miles maybe I only go like 10 minute pace. I just need a shoe that can do that. And she immediately said, Hey, you're a runner. Any running is good running, no matter how much or how little that you're doing. Just getting out the door is the first step, and you're already there. And the lady's face just kind of blew up, and she was like almost like in disbelief that someone at a running store said, You're a runner if you don't do that kind of thing. Even like I relate that back to like you saying with swimming. Even though, like, you're not doing, like, the elite swim workouts or anything, just getting in the pool, you know, feeling good about it, I, I find yeah, so much more purposeful than even just setting a goal and, like, oh, I'm going to sign up for this race, going to do this, I want to hit this time. Well, then, if you're just doing it all for times and all for speed, then, I mean, what about just bettering yourself, improving your body, improving everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I totally agree with you. Um, what I would say is if you go with that mentality where it's anything's better than nothing, don't continue to eat like you're training super hard because let me tell you something. I've actually been working out decently for the past couple of years, but I also found out, um, that I have a love and passion for Chinese food as well. And sometimes those things don't correlate. So don't order sesame chicken if you're not going to train as much. So keep that in mind. Now, is anything better than nothing? Yeah. But like, make sure you like stretch and don't order sesame chicken would be my big recommendation. Very good point. Now with the segue, yeah, I know. The- since we're already talking about running, let's uh, let's talk about what happened a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh, the shoot. Half marathon. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I got to meet, finally meet your boss for the first time ever, which is pretty cool. Nice lady. Yeah, she's um, not as tall as I thought she was, dude. I thought she was. <laughs> I thought she was taller. I I honestly was looking at you, and underneath our eyesight, I was like, "Who is this lady walking underneath us?" And I looked down. I was like, "That's the lady in the pictures running this whole show." So you know, that made me happy that I was that dumb and thought that she was tall. But also, um, yeah. So I remember specifically getting the biggest eye roll I've ever gotten in my entire life because. I told you what my training plan for that race was. You were like, hey, what have you been doing to train? And I said, I ran well, one I mile straight. A couple in like January, February, you're like, all right, like I'm going to start running like almost every day. Like we start, I'm actually going to get into this. Megan and I signed up for it. We're really put our work in yep. doing the 10 miler. Because this year we, so the Rivers Half Marathon, uh, just for anyone listening, is by RockCF. RockCF is a nonprofit I work for out of Detroit. Uh, CF obviously stands for cystic fibrosis. Uh, CF is a genetic disease that uh, starts at birth and it severely affects the lung function of those who are affected by it. And exercise actually helps improve that lung function and breaks up a lot of things that's going on in the lungs. So my boss, Emily, started a half marathon on Gross Eel Township, which is uh, it's like a little less than 20 miles south of Detroit. Uh, it's an awesome loop. Just goes right around this big island. Uh, a couple bridges to take to it. It's uh, kind of becoming one of the premier things in Downriver, Detroit. This was the ninth year. Next year's the tenth. So this year we introduced a ten miler for people that were maybe not as prepared for their half miler half marathon, but they didn't want to just do a five k. So we introduced a ten miler, and we actually had like a little under three hundred people do it. So not bad for the first year of that. I think. It's- Especially for our first yeah, year, that's decent, like you know, signage. People, a little over 2,300 people in total between the three or four races. So it was a solid start. It was beautiful weather. That's that crazy. Yeah, and it, yeah, no, dude, it should never be 20 degrees if you're running, period, okay? I've done the running outside in the winter thing, and it does not work for me. I cannot do it. I don't like it. I've suffered through it. Like, I've done, I've done long runs. I've ran a half marathon when it was 20 degrees outside, not including wind chill. And I bundled up and I had the cold gear on and I did it. I didn't complain during, but now that I'm after that. And again, I'm at a point where I can do what I want. Never doing it again. Okay. If you're in Michigan, don't run in the winter unless it's on a track, but when it's 50 degrees outside, that was perfect. And, uh, real quick, let me just say this. The reason that I like doing this race so much is one, because you're the man and I like running, uh, you know, to support you and all the stuff that you do, but also, uh, cystic fibrosis getting awareness for that and donating to a cause. I used to coach a kid that, uh, suffered from CF when I was a swim coach and, uh, I've been able to watch him, uh, and all of the extra work that he's had to put in just to keep up with the other kids and he does it with the biggest smile on his face i watched a kid who uh, used to refuse to swim without a t-shirt on go from that to being a an all all state champion which is absolutely crazy to me because you know this i don't know how many people know this but if you're uh suffering from cystic fibrosis you're gonna have to help me explain this because i like to talk about things i don't really know about but i know that they typically have to wake up an hour earlier than everyone and they put some type of machine on their chest so and what it does it's like it has like some type of shaking method where it'll help shake the mucus out of the lungs and break everything up in there and that's 
that's a continuous process you have to do if you have oh, yeah. CF. So uh, the swimmer that I'm referring to used to wake up for morning classes at 5.30 in the morning. That's when we had our practice. So he had to wake up, one, to get ready for school and that, but he had to wake up an hour early just to do that before morning practice. And then he would practice after school. So at some point I asked him, I was like, hey, what time are you getting up? And he's saying like 3.45. He's a 14-year-old. He's doing it, and he's doing it with the biggest smile on, my fa- on his face. So it's just it's stuff like that that's super inspiring. And, you know, just because I'm slightly overweight because of all the Chinese food doesn't mean I can't run 10 miles to support that. I mean, there's people that are crazy that do that stuff. You want to help those oh, yeah. people out. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. The whole, uh, the whole concept of uh... – placing exercise within the daily lives of people living with CF. I always, like, just from the people that were around, because Rock CF is kind of based around that whole fundamental, like, exercise will help kind of keep yeah. you alive, improve your longevity, everything like that, if you have CF. It's, um, it's incredible. We even had one of our friends uh, do a C, uh, the race, and he has CF, too, and he's really young. He did the 5K, and he ended up running an incredible time, like, sub-seven-minute mile pace. And for someone with CF, like, that's, like, that's huge. And it's awesome people with uh, this sort of kind of barrier and just just basically blowing it to the wind, just destroying it, conquering CF. That's kind of like the best part about having this race and just, like you said, building that awareness. You know, it's awesome. Love it. So, uh, Absolutely love it. That, uh, and um, that you did. it was you and one of our friends, Megan. Uh, Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I don't know if she likes people talking about her, but I'm going to go ahead and talk just a lot of shit about her, especially one, because she's not here, but two, because she made that race twice as hard for me. Okay. And I'm not exaggerating. Okay. So one, I've only trained a couple of times just by running a mile for fun to warm up before I lifting weights. That's all I've done to run. So I'm already going into this at a disadvantage. Now, did I drink a lot the night before with my friends that I hadn't seen in a while? Yes. Did I sleep through my alarm that I was supposed to wake up to to get to the race on time? Yes. Okay. So I'm already at a disadvantage. In fact, I wake up, I don't have any of my run stuff ready. So I'm wearing cotton pants and I'm wearing a sweater. I don't have any shirt underneath the sweater. I've got that and shoes and that's all I'm wearing at this race. Oh, and I found like my Carhartt hat. So I'm not even wearing like a nice runner's hat. I'm just wearing my regular winter's hat. So I'm already at a disadvantage. Now, let me tell you something about my friend, Megan, probably, um, better athlete than I'll ever be in my entire life. Hard worker, all that jazz. Great. Super nice lady. She doesn't know what a straight line is. Okay. And again, I can't preface. I'm not exaggerating enough. Trevor, you helped set up this race. Please confirm to everyone that there were cones, orange cones, in the middle of the roads, and you were supposed to stay on the right side of these yes, cones. Yes, you were supposed to, or else okay. you would have been probably hit by a car at some point. Probably hit by a car because there's live, there's live cars going back and forth while we're running this race. Now, my friend, whose name is Megan, okay, decided that she can't run in a straight line. She has to run left, and I'm on her left side. So... Every time that we're running, I'm just getting shifted to the left, and I was getting pushed into open traffic. So now I'm, I'm literally watching cars come to me, and I have to run back in line. We reset at least 30 times during this race. So I don't know, uh, you know how well the math is, but we ran more than 10 miles. 
because we're not running the race. We're running the race in a <laughs> zigzag formation. And it came to a point where I literally pushed her. I just said, hey, you need to move because you're pushing me into ongoing traffic. And that's the things that you don't sign up for. Those are the things that you, you, you know what? Those are the things you can never prepare for in a race. And I don't want to take it too seriously, but coming into ongoing traffic is something you never prepare for when you're just trying to run a 10 miler. So I have to issue a hate your bro to we Megan for a, that. Other than that. Like a few professional photographers out on the course for our race management company that we had do this. Actually, I'll send oh, okay. it away. There's a shot of you with, like, Megan and a couple people around you guys, because you kind of ran with that one pacer group, you know? Uh, yeah. There's just this white Buick that you're, like, three feet away from. <laughs> and you're running in the middle of the road, and everyone else besides, like, Megan is right up against you. Dude, I don't I don't even get it. And then I, I brought it up after the race, because, like, even though I was complaining, she and I were both tired, we're running hard, so it's not like we're bickering back and forth, but I was like, Hey, you ran into me so much during that race. And she goes, yeah, dude, I have a problem. I was like, what do you mean you have a problem? Fix it. She's like, yeah, dude, I've just, I've always gone to my left. I don't know what to say. And she goes, yeah, my boyfriend complains about it too. I was like, okay, well, fix it. That's a sign that you don't know how to walk correctly. You know what I mean? That's not my problem. I mean, there's, that's literally, that race is for people with CF, which is a born inherited problem where you have mucus in your lungs and it makes your life more difficult. And Megan literally just won't walk forward. She has to go sideways. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So hate your bro to Megan, huge hate your bro to Megan, because there's apparently pictures of me running into Buick. Pretty, so, pretty close. You were definitely like riding close. that line real close i mean i went past that line all the time all the time just went past that line so next time oh yeah and this is what she said she's like so next time just run on my right and i was like that's not gonna stop you you're gonna actually hit a car because you won't know you know what i mean i had to be on the left i had to be the buffer Fair you know point. and then uh, tell everyone i don't know man about your, uh, you got a major award didn't you oh uh, you're first of all you're damn right i got a major award i got first oh, yeah? place dude and you were there for it, okay? In fact, I sip coffee out of my first place award every single day. So, big thank you to you for getting that award to me. Now, was I first out of three people? Yeah, okay? Actually that's actually first fine. out of two. If you... Oh, that's right. I was out of two people, and then Megan's group was three. <laughs> so I beat the other guy. So screw that other guy. I win. I win. That's me. Men's 20 to 24. That is it. I didn't even look that up until just now. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> so, um, so I want you to think about this. I was talking about all the time I used to put into swimming. Loved it. Loved working hard. Loved feeling tired. Always thought I was doing stuff. I trained for this race for exactly 10 minutes. And I got first place. So at running, some point, we got to start running, doing the math, dude. The because the sport. You don't have to. There's no such thing as training. You just got to get out the door. I think, that's, I think that's actually, that's a good rule. I'm just not going to ever train. I'm doing the marathon with Megan in October. Let me tell you something. I think I've changed my mind because I do what I want. I'm not actually going to run four and a half miles today. I'm going to run zero miles and I'm going to make myself a meal. And I'm just going to keep on not running because I'm just saving myself for this Detroit marathon coming up in October. And the more energy I have, the better I'll do. Nice. That's how it works. 
Dude, I think I'm actually signing up for the I mean, international free press too. Oh, so yeah, you're gonna so be I'm there, right? Up right now for the half, but I might if I like okay. feel real good up in July. A bunch of the people that I'm running with right now and my coworkers are saying like, "Don't be such a baby, just do the full marathon." <laughs> yeah, dude, you ran 20 miles on a Sunday for no reason. Run six well. more. You guys, long run, man. Okay. Get to that uh, Sunday long run workout, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, yeah, yes, yes, I know what you're talking about, dude. I ran with a running group in GR, and Saturdays were our long runs where uh, I was never running 20 because I know I wasn't training for the marathon, but I was running like 12, That's 16, tough. and I was training at like oh, a nine-minute pace. Go, um, yeah, I mean, it's not bad, but explain your time. So you were, you were averaging, what, well, 530s? Did, uh, so my, Dan, my buddy Dan actually has this uh, – he has a coach, and he sends him some workouts and everything like that, and then my coach sends me workouts, but – just what happens a lot of times are like long runs and stuff kind of line up and I'll hop onto his yeah. workouts occasionally and stuff. And it's just a lot of fun to just do it with somebody. Uh, you obviously know running with people is a lot more fun. So we geared up yesterday morning around like seven thirty or so, seven fifteen. went out and we planned on doing 20 and we both kind of felt like shit, but we wanted to just kind of get this one in and he was supposed to do eight miles easy and then roll straight into seven miles at like 5.50 to 5.35, and then mile easy, then three miles at 5.20, then a mile easy. So it ended up being about 20, and it went really well. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it like hurt, obviously, a little bit, but uh, it's one of like those long runs where, I mean, I haven't felt this good about a run. I mean, we had one good long run a couple of weeks ago, like a month ago, but besides that, like I said, I haven't had this much actual fun running and, like, looking forward to running since, like, two years ago, two and a half years ago. This is difficult for me to respond to because I'm so happy that you're happy and we've already talked about. But anytime you talk about easy miles at a 530 pace, I get boiling mad, dude. (laughs) My blood starts to curdle. Okay, because during that 10 mile run, which was actually a 14 mile run, because Megan doesn't know what a straight line is. I was averaging nine thirties and struggling now again, was it probably because of the liquor in my system? Probably. Okay. But still, you know, five thirties, pretty fast. You know what I mean? Pretty fast, dude. And I like it and I'm happy for you, but I'm angry too. So that's good. That's true. But also, you know, <laughs> that's easy to say when you're having your five No, let me ask you a person. Wanna... All right. Summer of Seltzer. Think back. Summer of Seltzer. The we summer. were going for a nice little kayak float down in the St. Clair River. And somebody says, hey, oh. I'm just going to swim this one. You guys can just okay. sit in the kayaks and drink your 12 packs of White Claw. I'm going to go swim <laughs> almost four miles. In the okay. river, in open right. water, and keep up with you in kayaks. Yeah. You pulled no. ahead. All right. I'm, g- I'm going to be honest, dude. Uh, you you flipped this entire conversation around on me, and I don't like that. But, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, we used to do that. Four miles in an open water river. 
Yeah. Well, the truth is, um, I need you guys because if I'm just swimming by myself, the boats would uh, probably just run me over and I die. And that's not how I like to swim. I like to swim happily and with the water, not through a boat engine. So that's not possible without you guys drinking your beers on kayaks. Whereas you can kind of just run. It's obviously more fun with other people. You can just run 530 paces without any help. And I need your guys's help just to be able to get in the water and do it safely. So first of all, you're the reason that I swim. I wanted to say that. So thank you, Trevor. Um, but yeah, no, I forgot that we used to do that. That was crazy. I have the smallest Speedo now, and I think we should take that Speedo and take my slightly oversized body for that Speedo, and we should put it back in that river and do oh, it again absolutely. this summer. That's a... But the problem is you live in Chicago, dude. You live in Chicago. I can make that trip this summer. That's, what are we planning that's on true. July 4th? Going to Ludington or something? Yeah, 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 something like that. You know Gabe. He's always he's always got four plans for vacations. He wants me to go to Costa Rica for Thanksgiving. So, you know, I haven't figured out how I'm going to pay for that. But I obviously I want to go to Costa Rica, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Costa Rica. Don't they have, do they have Thanksgiving Dude, there? Do they have Thanksgiving celebrations in Costa Rica? I don't know. Is Thanksgiving worldly celebrated? No. Isn't it? Thanksgiving okay. is definitely a United States holiday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but everyone, I mean, I still celebrate the Chinese New Year because I like Chinese food. You know this. I've said this. So, you know, we find reasons to celebrate things. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, dude. That's not American at all, but we make it American because, you know, who doesn't like some Dropkick Murphys? So maybe they like food on Thanksgiving's Day. I don't know. It's a good Fair family point. thing. Dude, you can make a reason to party and celebrate out of anything, dude. I, Dude, do you know what yesterday was? No. Yesterday? <laughs> I can't believe you don't know what it was because it's a big deal to me. And you know oh, it's it a big deal to me yesterday. WWE WrestleMania? Whoa, dude. See, I knew you'd figure it out. Yes, it was WWE WrestleMania. It's the biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's an event that brings $130 million of economic impact on average to the city it's in. And it's my favorite day of the year, regardless of what's going on around me. Now, I never have people over at my place because I have some people that live in my place that sometimes make it unhabitable. But I had people in the GR area that said, hey, if you're hosting, we would love to see WrestleMania. So I sucked it up. I cleaned the entire place. And we did nothing but drink and watch pro wrestling for five hours. Now, that's not something that needs to be done. We just chose to make it so. Now, did you know yesterday was the first ever women's main event of WrestleMania? Yeah, wasn't it uh, like Ronda Rousey and... Like Charlotte Flair and stuff was in it. Yep. Yep. And then my favorite, and then my favorite, the man, Becky Lynch, which what a cool thing to do to call yourself the man and be the first woman ever to main event a pay-per-view. Because first of all, everyone calls themselves the man, but it's not because of a guy thing. It's just because traditionally it's always been a guy who's gotten more um, notoriety from all of this, you know, athleticism and stuff like that. But now women athlete are getting more attention than ever. You know what I mean? So now she's calling herself the man because it's not about being a guy or the girl. She is literally the man. And that's like, well, you can't say anything about it because it's true because she's cooler than you. And she's turned the whole gender thing, flipped it around in a cool way where it's not complaining. She's just better than you. And that's such a cool pro wrestling thing to do. 
which is why the man Becky Lynch is my favorite. Dude, that's awesome. That's crazy. And she won. And she's got the title right now. She just got it last night. Heck yes, dude. And then didn't uh, Kofi Kingston? Oh, you did your research, dude. Kofi Kingston became the first ever black WWE champion in history last night, too. Who did he go off against? He went up against Daniel Bryan, but probably not the Daniel Bryan that you remember. Everyone remembers the Yes Chant Daniel Bryan where he's doing the chant that went viral, all that stuff. This is the new Daniel Bryan, and the new Daniel Bryan was all about um, letting everybody know that the way they were living their lives were wrong. He was about telling people that the, li- the way they lived their lives was not sustainable. So he was no longer selling T-shirts. He was no longer doing the yes chance. He was simply out there to be a world-speaking leader about sustainability. He is a full-fledged vegan, which is the most annoying thing to talk about. He took the WWE Championship. He threw it in a trash can. By the way, he should have recycled it, but whatever. He threw it in a trash can, and he created his own that was all made out of hemp, fallen oak, and, like, earth beads and stuff like that. And he was all about the – he was, like, the recyclable, biodegradable champ. And he thought that Kofi wasn't a good representation and started low-blowing him and trying to cheat him every which way. And Kofi became the first black champion in spite of having to face the new Daniel Bryan. Dude – I love reality television, and I hate to admit it, but if Keeping Up with the Kardashians, if the season finale was in the middle of the ring and they were body slamming each other, I would watch that show all the time, dude. There's nothing like drama, spandex, and people doing crazy stunts. Doesn't make me cool admitting that, but that's my favorite thing in the world. And it was like, and this one I did like actually look up. So it it had said 82,000 265 people in attendance at the show, which made the third most in WrestleMania history. Yes. Now, that's a lot of people. Now, here's what they do have to say. Uh, They do pad their numbers. Um, WWE is what we call fake, so they can kind of make up the rules and history and all that stuff. So um, that number will probably include uh, employees of the uh, stadium and stuff like that. So it'll include, like, thousands of ushers. They'll add all of those numbers into the attendance record to make it look as big as possible. So when they went to uh, WrestleMania 32 was at the the stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play football, and their number, they said they had 102,300 people. In reality, uh, that included all of the workers in the back and the people there. It was actually like 99,000, but they said we might as well just say 102,000 because it's a bigger number. pretty wild, though. Still a lot of people, but it is kind of funny how they, they're that self-conscious that they pad their numbers. You already got 99,000 people showing up you know, to watch a fake fight. I think you did pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? 99. It's not 100,000. Dude, I've been trying to think about how we could make a swim event get a bunch of people. Could you imagine having like an arena of like 50,000 people? For like a big swim event? That's not like yeah. the Olympics or a world champs? Right, just like an just like an event that people could go to. Because I actually can't think about how that's possible, but I want it well, to be a be thing. Well, that'd be so cool, except, isn't it, like, I mean, the Olympic thing, like how there's a lot of Olympic, uh, like, stadiums kind of go under within, like, the first, like, few years after they host an Olympics, oh. right? Absolutely, because- absolutely. That was part of the reason uh, America won their bid in uh, 2028. 
uh, is because it's L.A. They'll be I mean, it's Los Angeles. There's a history of just taking a bunch of property and building new stadiums there. So they're just going to do that in L.A. because they don't have a problem with that. But when, and, and that's bad in L.A. But when you go to like Brazil and you start doing that and changing the laws, uh, how about the World Cup? where they literally change laws and regulations about drinking and all that stuff. And you're building a bunch of places and the world cup was, uh, was in Russia and they had people literally dying, trying to build these world cup stadiums. All of this stuff is shady. What I would like to do is have a way to build a pool above a field. So you could take, uh, let's say Ford field. If you're in Michigan or, uh, let's say the Yankee stadium, MetLife stadium or something like that. And you could build an above ground pool that was like competition looking. It would have a stage and a ramp that you could have the swimmers walk up to. It would look super cool. You don't have to build a new place and you could always tear down and build back up the pool. And you could do that. And all you'd have to do is get like the fire trucks to bring in hoses to fill in the water, the, like the, uh, to fill in the aquatic center. That's what I would like to do. Um, but there's a huge problem. Yeah. Well, that's true. You got to get the water out. I don't know how you do that. See, this is why my theories don't work because they don't make any sense. That actually makes no sense. I don't know how you get the water out. Think about like Supercross. I've been to Supercross at Ford Field before. I've never seen, like, how do they get so much dirt and create an immense, huge track on the top of a football field? And then get all the dirt out. That's a good point. That's a, shoot, that's a good point. Um, less crazy. The pool is less crazy than building. Because you can build it, yeah. And, and if you build it, they will come because you have to reference the Bible on a podcast. So, um, so what, here's the biggest problem of my thought process. What did I say? If you build it, they will come. That's right. What what there was there was some some type of football Christian movie that's that was from strange, that I saw that from. Do you know what I'm talking about, dude? It was like there was a there was a in the movie there was a scene and the guy had to put another guy on his back, but he wouldn't go 50 yards, so he he blindfolded him and he ended up going the full hundred yards because he didn't look, he just went after yeah, it. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? All right, well, yeah, that's the end of that. I don't I don't know what the name of it is. Anyway, the, the whole point of that story is my grandparents made me watch that because they only would let me watch Christian movies and Star Wars with them. So weird concept, weird flip-flop between Star Wars and that because whatever. But that's where my mind went to. What were we – oh, yeah, here's the biggest problem about building an aquatic center um, and trying to get 50,000 people to come. Um, no, no, one, no one cares. 50,000 people aren't going to come. Yeah, I mean, it, depend- it would have to be like – it can't be like a yearly thing. They can't, like, not no. quite yet, because there's no, I mean, there is such thing as, obviously, competitive swimming, but it's the same thing as, like, running. Mm-hmm. It's more like Diamond League status, where it's, like, you have to travel across the world to go to, like, one meet, you know, and you only yeah. do, like, four or five meets in, like, a season, whereas, like, obviously mm-hmm. basketball, like, even tonight, I mean, March Madness is huge. That's just college, you know? Yeah, and anytime something gets really big, the hugest problem is that, there is a bunch of television deals and the corporate company starts making loads of money. But the people who don't make the money the most is the athletes who are making it possible. How many basketball players are going to make money off of tonight? Obviously without all the illegal stuff, how many people are going to make money off this game tonight, which is the biggest game of the year? I mean, none of the players, none of the players. And that's, 
frustrating. Zion Williamson should be a millionaire right now. Oh, 100%. There's no way that the amount of profitability that this March Madness probably had just from, like, the screen time. that They, they had a Zion cam. They had so much really – they had a they had Zion camp, dude. Every game he was at during the season. I, I don't know if it was regular season. I know it was during the March Madness. One camera guy, at least one, was only dedicated to staying on him and never leaving. Well, and that's that's what makes me mad because that basketball thing, that's obvious because it's college players and we're so into college sports in America that everyone gets that. What most people don't think about, because it only comes every four years, the biggest event in the world is either the World Cup, that's the biggest one every four years, and then the second one is the Olympics. The Olympics is a huge event, and it lasts the longest and has a wide range of athletes. Those athletes are hardly making any money for the most watched sporting events in the world. Or the second most. But they're not making any money. I know swimmers that were some of the best swimmers of all time that didn't make 50 grand that year. There's only two swimmers that have been millionaires, and that's Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte. So the only people that have made money is a guy who keeps on getting DUIs, even though he's the best swimmer of all time. That's not a good look because people keep on bringing up the fact that he has you know, depression issues and he has a hard time driving without drinking all the time. So that's not a good look on the sport. The other guy's Ryan Lochte. Now, when I bring up the name Ryan Lochte, I used to think, This is the hardest working athlete that we have. And I was so excited to watch him swim. I'd see all this training stuff. I followed him. I idolized him. What the world thinks of Ryan Lochte is, hey, this is an idiot because he's done some idiotic things. So now we're not talking about the sport at all. We're just talking about mistakes that these guys have made. I hear more about Michael Phelps smoking pot that one time than ever anyone talking about how many gold medals he won and he never gets credit for it. So that's my philosophy. If that's how the world wants to view sports, because sporting events already generate a lot of traction, here's what I want to do. I want to exploit that. I want to make these guys' personalities actually mean something because usually swimmers who are underneath the water all the time don't get to show their personality the way a guy like Zion does every time he dunks and makes everyone look scary. They don't get to do that. They get their moments once every four years. So use all of their faults and their cool things about them. Make people interested in the actual swimmers. Get people to show up to an event. The other thing is, let's start allowing people to drink at the event. Let's start allowing people to start betting on the swimmers like we're trying to make them horses. Because the more money and liquor is involved, the more people are going to want to come. So we can make it feel like it's a, uh, what's the name of that, uh, um, um, like the racing event with the horses? The Kentucky Derby? Um, the All Kentucky the, Derby, oh, dude. Let's get a bunch of rich ladies and hats betting on swimmers the only difference is the swimmers get to show their personalities horses can't that's why i think we should make swimming a bigger event we should do it like that also you got some good looking people you got people with lean waist and big shoulders let them look good on camera and make some money the fact that they're not making money well, makes no it's sense really to me dude tough. Too, because although they are getting all that traction, but like the once every four years for Summer Olympics, well, if you want to do like the two and yeah. two with winter and summer, obviously winter doesn't seem to pick up as much. 
the yeah like even like World Cup and everything like that. Like if you compare the two, soccer is still like the world's most popular sport. Track. Oh, for sure. Swimming. Te- like even tennis is still going to be up there with very popular Wimbledon. You know, but yeah. all those sports that are still in the Olympic Games that aren't, they're all kind of oversighted. Unless you have, like, a wicked brand deal and you're literally the best in the world. You Like, even Boston Marathon, top, I'd easily say top 20 most talked about sporting events in the United States. Their payout is, like, a pitch or, like, a hit for Bryce Harper. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He just signed, like, a 10-year, uh, like, at least $800 million dollar deal i don't know if those facts are accurate but it's a lot of money like every second he's sitting on the field he's making like thousands and thousands of dollars yeah well and a lot a lot of the 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 crazy thing about that is like a baseball season uh you have a lot of games and those games aren't selling out all the time the middle of the season in baseball is rough when it comes to selling tickets and stuff so they're betting on him to make them a lot of money in the postseason and stuff like that because TV viewership is down. All of that stuff is down. But all of these events like swimming, um, track and field when they go to the Olympics, um, um, those are every four years. So it still feels special. So how do you get it to still feel special but make it once a year, make a world championships and get more money flowing through the actual event for people that are going to make the event better, not a just really the Olympic committee. Is, well, it happens in the world of track is that since it isn't as popular and it's harder to broadcast, it takes more effort to get broadcasting to the actual event. So a lot of these major companies that are streaming these live events, like the Diamond League, like the Monaco, uh, going out and like the race in Prague, like the Prague Marathon, anything like that, Berlin Marathon, I have to pay to watch. Which I love running. I love the sport. I'm just going to look at the results later because I, it's a pay per yeah, view. So, like, there's huge companies, companies like Mile Split, Flow Track, every like Flow Sports in general. I know it's great that they have a successful business in like the world of sports, like Flow Wrestling, Flow Sports, Flow Swim, Flow Track, but people don't want to spend 30 bucks a month if they're just looking forward to watching one, one race. Yeah. That's that's the worst concept because every big company out there knows that every single viewer wants their content for free because best case scenario, every you get the most eyes on the product possible, okay? Worst case scenario, you build a pay-per-view model, you're just going to watch YouTube videos instead. If I was told I had to pay $30 for a track event, I would just go on YouTube and look up track's greatest moments and probably enjoy well, myself just as much. So if you're, like go ahead. Get exclusive rights to filming and doing coverage for the event. So those exclusive rights, and they pay for that. Getting like they can copyright or copy strike people on YouTube and get them to legally have to take it down because FlowTrack will own that coverage. So people usually get away with okay, ESPN's covering something. Someone may rip like a stream and put it on YouTube, and then they won't get caught. Because obviously ESPN is not going to fish around the entire internet and find every single race, every single basketball game, every single, like, you know what I mean, dunk count. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, if it's fair usage and you're, like, changing up the footage, you're making a compilation, all that stuff is legal. No one's making a track and field compilation of, like, the best kicks by Gabriasi. You know what I mean? So it's like, try and find this right. 5K that someone did in Monaco. You're not going to be able to find it because 
unless you pay that 30 bucks a month from FlowTrack to get their exclusive race recaps. They have that exclusive copyright. So people are so turned off from the barrier. Yeah. Because a lot of the fans, I think, are in that kind of like college runner, like ultra runner. Like people that are runners are going to watch it. People who aren't, aren't. People who don't play basketball, still going to watch basketball. People that don't run, yeah. not going to watch a 5K. Dude, you're so right, okay? And, and here's the thing. That's good for flow track, money-wise. That's not good for anybody else. That's not good for the track competitors because less people are seeing them. That's not good for any of the viewers who want to see it because they're not willing to spend that money when, you know, especially if times are hard for you, you're not spending an extra 30 bucks. That's, that makes no sense. So you're alienating anyone that could be a fan of running the same way that you're alienating anyone with swim. Let me tell you a story about the swim that came out recently. Um, the United States Olympic committee are not, excuse me, not the United States Olympic committee. I shouldn't have said that the Olympic committee in general, um, started banning certain events from happening. Um, this isn't a perfect example of what swimming should be, but the UAE and other oil rich places were trying to put on events and tournaments and competitions for swimmers. These swimmers could go to those competitions. Some of them were for charity. Some of them, you'd be able to just make more money competing there than you would anywhere else. The Olympics were trying to ban these events because they didn't follow the Olympic pathway. So rather than these swimmers who are trying to dedicate their lives, because you have to be training and make it a full-time job in order to succeed at that level. Obviously, that's how almost every single athletic competition works. But you're not making any money as a swimmer. So one of their chances to actually make money and travel abroad while doing it is getting shut down because some people don't want it because they don't think it is good for the uh, Olympics in Tokyo 2020. So the fact that my sport that I love so much is tied directly to something that evil that does not give back to the athletes that make it that successful, it makes me mad. And it makes me want to find a way to do stuff differently. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so here's, here's what it should be. If it was best for the swimmers and the fans, here's what it would be. You're already running events. Make sure the events are doing fine so that you, you know, you have your, you know, have people buying tickets to go see the events. You know, you have enough donations and fundraisers so that the events can happen. Great. Once you're there, get as many eyes on it as possible. Okay. And make sure that it's presented in a way that people will enjoy it. Okay. How many live streaming options are there? You know what I mean? Think about how many ways I, we could be watching. We could be live capping track right now. You could have it on Instagram. You could have it on, you could have it on discord. You could do, create your own Patreon event. You could YouTube stream it. You could Facebook live it. You could Instagram, whatever. I forgot what the thing is called for, uh, Instagram live, but there's so many ways for you to be able to stream that and get that out to people. Just get as much traffic watching as possible because there are so many things that happen um, that we will, that I'll never know about unless you tell me about runners. And I very much enjoy the sport of running. I mean, I've sat there and watched college track with you and enjoyed it. I mean, those ladies from Oregon are absolutely oh. crazy, but when they become professionals, I never hear from them again. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? And it's, there's like a huge, I don't know. This is something that I've always been kind of irked by is like the whole, I mean, we already talked about a little bit earlier, like how much money should Zion Williamson be making? You know what I mean? That's just like college yes. basketball, obviously one of the one of the most watched things 
every single year. The mm-hmm. March Madness. It's crazy how many people get into it and how much money is thrown around by all these major. I mean, I'm going to say streaming, but major networks to host these games to get them some huge numbers, some huge ratings. Whereas, like they, a lot of streaming companies will even. I mean, obviously it's corporate. Someone needs to get paid. Someone needs to get money. I get that. Still, all of these subscription accounts, we're watching these videos, you're still going to have to watch the ads. You're still seeing the banner ads on all the websites. You still see ads during, sure. like, picture-in-picture picture during March Madness with, like, Rocket Mortgage or something, some huge company. You know what I mean? Even right. this, is, this is true. So when, just on a personal level, so I ran in college. I was at a small D2 school. Nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Like, we were okay. We weren't D1. We weren't that fast in comparison to the majority of, like, college athletics. Now, get this. At a race at Hillsdale College, Flow Track, I remember, got the exclusive rights to broadcast our race. All right? So, all of, like, the meet and everything. It was a pretty big D2 meet. You know, it was a lot of fun, whatever. Yeah. It was fast, but, like, there was a lot of slow heats. So, I was, I was not in the... The top heat, I was in the next, like, the next fastest heat. So I was in, like, the second fastest heat. And I remember I was like, oh, I'll be able, maybe I can watch this on Flow Track later or something. Because it's a D2 meet. It's an open race. You know what I mean? It's like, who cares? I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it. Because you can only watch that video if you have a pro account. You and you are in the meet. So I can't oh. watch myself run without paying like 30 bucks a month. And I can't even watch the recap of the race. Isn't that, and like, I'm just a tiny D2. I'm not expecting you to get paid or anything. Even if it was broadcasted, yeah. I don't care about the money or anything like that. But it's just so crazy just getting these rights to such a small D2 meet. And so that's just going to dismiss, like parents that want to watch their kids that can't make it to the meet. My parents are going to pay 30 bucks to watch me race. Even if they aren't going to be there, they'll just call me and ask about it. Like, it's just deterring people from being able to watch that. Like, their ability to watch people. You know what I mean? People yeah. About the I hear you, dude. On a small scale level, like just small town Michigan, you can't even do it then. I still, I'm on it right now. I still can't watch it. And that was over two years ago. <laughs> that's so annoying and also as an athlete you should be a- allowed to watch yourself period okay taking video of what you're doing is athletes have to be able to watch themselves compete in order to get better imagine a f- imagine a high school football team not being allowed to watch footage it, w- it would it would be not allowed period they would be given their footage could you imagine a football coach saying hey sorry guys we're not going to watch any film this week because we're not allowed to. That's a, it makes oh, no well, sense. They have the rights. You guys should have filmed it yourself. Yeah, someone's just going to stand with the camera for 32 minutes and just like uh, like iPhone camera phone it for the whole time. No, you're going to use like whoever broadcasted it. I'm not like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Like the whole yeah. Thing. Well, the Olympics, the Olympics own all of the Olympic event rights, obviously. So. Um, the reason that you don't see a lot of Olympic highlights of events and stuff like that is because <clears throat> they won't give the rights to other television networks without them paying a buttload of money because they want to own all of the rights and keep it exclusive. So NFL, NBA, college football, all of this stuff, 
what are they doing on ESPN, all, uh, you know, the NFL Network, all of these things? They're constantly making documentaries. They're constantly doing highlights. I mean, every year the NFL does like who moments and stuff like that. You can't do that with swimming unless it's through the Olympic Channel. And the Olympic Channel doesn't mean anything to anyone. Imagine if the NBC Sports Network was allowed to do like a top 10 recap and have you keep on getting excited or keep on watching some of the great moments that have happened in the Olympics. The fact of the matter is people don't care about paying for things anymore. I Ben, I think your uh, connection is kind of different. Every one streaming service. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Your connection is kind of out for a little bit. You're bonking around the room. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I've been sitting in the exact same spot this entire time. That was crazy. Yeah, I know. Me too. That was just like. That's... All right, dude. Fourth podcast. Here it is. Here's the fourth podcast. I never thought it would come. <laughs> Um, dude, I was on a roll. Yeah, I know. Did you hear, what was the last thing you heard about me? so bad making me, like, stop or anything, but it just kind of shut out, like, immediately. Oh, the thing I was saying, though, was that no one cares about paying for services, period. Okay? And what I was going to say was, name one streaming service, and I'll tell you who I steal it from. HBO. HBO, stealing it from Gabe. Okay? Netflix, stealing it from JD. Hulu? Oh, that's another JD one. Spotify. Spotify, I pay. That's the one I pay for. That's the one thing I pay you for. You get month. Hulu if you have Spotify. Yeah, I know, you I know, but that, that would be fifteen. But well, you know what? JD already has it, so I just use his. So, <laughs> but um, my point is, I have probably about ninety to a hundred dollars a month that I don't pay for because I'm a college kid. I'm doing something better by showing support to all of this great stuff that's being produced. But I can't afford all of it. So the option is don't watch it at all or watch it illegally. The only way that I would ever watch any of those track events is illegally. And that's the same way everyone else views um, swimming or other Olympic events. They're not going to go out of their way to pay for it. If it's not in front of their faces, they're not going to watch it. So get it out there. Let everyone start showing all of the events and stuff. Let as many people talk about your stuff as you want, good or bad. If, if Ryan Lochte, which this happens, if Ryan Lochte gets suspended because he got caught using an IV drip just to recover from a hangover, then make that known. Okay? Let someone be a bad guy. That's an event that happened in swimming that's going to directly affect the world championships. So that creates a a new spot for a new younger member to try to take his spot on the team. And you can see how the USA holds without Ryan Lochte. Now, does anybody know about that? No. Why? Because no one's talking about it. There's no events going on and it's not the Olympics. Mm -hmm. During the actual Olympics, like you said, if any people love, like, I think people just love watching the Olympics and when that whole, like, gossip ring comes out, like, every year there's something different. Oh, at the Olympics in Sochi, uh, the ring didn't light up, and they, they actually, like, the Russian government took out the guy who controlled the rings. Like, all right, sweet. Oh, Ryan Lochte, like, mugged, well, faked, like, a mugging at a gas station or whatever the shit that was. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember that whole story. But people just like to see those who are very 
almost like otherworldly incredible at something that they're passionate about like bring them back down to earth and the only way that people think that they can get brought back down to earth is if not if they do good things or if they're like a humble nice person they want those humble nice people to have a dark side you know what i mean i know like everyone's I know. human everyone does stupid things you know some of the best athletes in the world are crazy you know what i mean yeah, I mean, think think of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was the most beloved guy in the world at one oh, yeah. point. He's certainly got a dark side. It's insane. Like, people just can't be people. And then when I try and keep up with any of this kind of stuff, even, like, outside of the Olympics, when I try and keep up with track or, like, even, like, swimming, people always are like, oh, yeah, we care so much about tennis, too. Like, even, like, anything outside of Wimbledon or Australian Open, I, I can barely follow because it's never on. It's never um, yeah. it's never tell like televised or advertised. Tennis is probably a bad example because sometimes they are more golf has their own channel, but not in the United yeah. States, but, but there's been an athlete that's been putting tr- tennis in so, the probably the main spotlight over the past six months. Okay, do you know who I'm talking about? Say it. Serena Williams. Oh yeah, because we, of all the women's the activist whole, rights and stuff. The whole thing. That was one event. It's still often talked about and getting big articles on ESPN to this day. And she created that, not because of the sport. The sporting events that happen create, they, sporting events, one, bring the world together, and they also generate huge movements in society, okay? People still talking about the black athletes in track winning right in front of Hitler and how that was a huge changing moment. You know what I mean? Um, like there's certain things like that. Sporting events are important. There's a lot of people who like to argue that it's like, as you know, it's just sports, not a big deal. The world changes because of sporting events. And sometimes the sporting events that it happens around because of the money involved and how people portray it are not the best sporting events for it to be. Okay. Michael Phelps winning eight gold medals should have led to other events being made. And that's what I think should happen. After the Olympics happen, we shouldn't just be trying to create like inner, you know, excitement for four years to come. We should be making more excitement in the United States, which is why, and the only reason I said this is because I have a 25 year goal, um, which I know sounds a bit crazy, but this is my goal. Um, and I wanted to throw it by you because I don't think I've actually ever told you this before. So here Thank it goes. Um, also I came up with this goal probably six weeks ago, so it's not like anything's been thought out. Well, I would like to create an aquatic center in Detroit and I want to create it in a place, um, where you can do something similar to how YMCA's work, except, uh, better and more focused on the sport of swimming, where you can offer memberships for, um, competitive athletes to swim at this aquatic center, but you can also give out free to very low costing lessons to people in the Detroit area with uh, income restrictions. So this is a concept. This is not how it will work, but this is just a concept. If you, um, if you qualify for reduced lunch at school, then your swim lessons only cost 10 bucks per month. And you can come like as many times as you want, something along the lines of that. And I want to create that aquatic center in Detroit for two reasons. One, one of the big stigmas in swimming is that there's certain populations that can't swim. Black people being the huge stigma, obviously. Black people not swimming is one of the biggest jokes that the world continuously turns to. Um, and it's just not true. There's people, there's just because swimming's been 
predominantly known as a rich people sport and there's a lot more rich Caucasians than rich black people, that's usually seen as a white people sport. It's the same thing with tennis and all that stuff. But if you were to do that in Detroit, you could fight that and you could change the amount of people of all colors and all that stuff um, that are swimming. But the second reason, and this is the Mm -hmm. most important, well, I wouldn't say most important reason, but um, Detroit borders Canada. I don't know if you know this, but Windsor is where they host the swimming national championships for Canada and all that. So you could have an aquatic center right in the middle of Detroit where you're helping the local kids that otherwise wouldn't be able to learn how to swim, learn how to swim. And at that very same aquatic center, host international events between Canada versus the USA. And you could do that on non-Olympic years. True. All right. Well, that's my fucking idea. That's, that's my goal. Idea. So I got yeah. a new, so I got a new sales job. Um, I'm starting that in a couple of weeks. I'm going to make as much money as possible, start saving up. And then we're going to see how much money is a down investment I can create to try to convince other people to help me build this aquatic center. That's my 25 year old goal. What do you, or 25 year plan? What do you think? I think it's incredible. I think setting a goal with that kind of like huge expectations is something to constantly work for. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I'm going to have to turn into a millionaire. So I don't know how I'm going to do that. Or at least find uh, like an angel investor who is an angel investor. Um, what I've read is, um, well, swimming, because water's not cheap and all the chemicals and stuff, the only way even angel investors get convinced to invest in this is if you are willing to put a significant um, investment in it yourself. That's really the only way to show you're serious. Because with every other thing that's built, you can kind of show a business model where there's continued payments and you know how how you're going to make this be profitable with aquatic centers because it's uh it's not as popular to do this um it's kind of harder to show how you're going to make an aquatic center profitable so you have to be willing to put a lot of your own money in as an investment just because you know to show that you're willing to take the risk and all that stuff true which i'm okay with i'm willing to spend my money but let me tell you something if that happens i want you to build a track right next to it okay i want you to build a track right next to it and I want it to be indoors and I also want it to have the coolest weight room and we're just going to combine the two centers together we're going to create the coolest sports complex Detroit's ever seen all right you, you down with yeah, that take, why don't we just take over the uh oh wait they're going to be ripping down the Pontiac Silverdome aren't they yeah well they definitely already did that and they also ripped down Joe Louis Arena so yeah well, we nothing you can do there now we have land. That's right. So Joe Lewis is the Joe Lewis arena is going to be the, I don't know. What am I going to name the aquatic center, dude? I don't have a name for it. The wine coop. The, the wine coop. Yeah, that's actually the lamest name I've ever heard. But let's say it's like the Rock CF Aquatic Center. Boom, dude. How about that? Boom. How about we just put everything and then we can make, or just to make everything connect, we'll call yours the Chinese food track. You know what I mean? And then. We'll have a bunch of Chinese food there. Keep my tummy happy. You know what I mean? Every quarter mile. Orange chicken, sesame chicken. Oh, dude. Dude, we never... You and I were the only people to follow Sober October, and we never did the punishment. No, we didn't, did we? I forgot about Sober October. We never did it. I, I mean... The punish wasn't the punishment a beer mile. It was it was a beer mile. We were supposed to do a then, beer mile, and then every time, every day you slipped up, sober October, you were supposed to add on a lap and a beer. Oh, oh, dude, 
Alex Walker would have had so many laps that he had to run. That would have been amazing, dude. That wouldn't have been safe, though, probably. That probably, I mean. Well, at this point, do you think those you, Alex, I would say, like, maybe, like, he'll just do the four beers and, like, the four laps. But after he's done, instead of just, like, finishing the mile, just keep running the laps. Don't keep oh, drinking the beers. Yeah. Now that we're all done, you just have to keep going. We'll kick back and watch you. Dude, let me tell you something. Alex couldn't run a mile. That's not even a joke. There's no way he can run a mile. He's got a bad knee. He's got a bad physique for running, okay? And that's coming from me. I have a bad physique for running, but Alex is not running a mile. I think that's – we got to convince – we got to convince – this isn't about me running a marathon because I know I'm crazy enough that I'll just end up doing it even though if it hurts. We got to convince some of our other friends to run. We got to convince them to Dude, start I mean, doing something. Jake and JD – they they are I mean JD's a pretty regular runner and Jake is too. Jake got pretty quick. I mean both of them got pretty quick for quite some time. Yeah. I mean JD hardly trained at all and then destroyed me in that 5k oh, yeah. this summer. You were there we should, for that. Oh my god, we should uh have that be like the end goal for a bunch of people in our friend group if they want to do it. Yeah, but the problem is Alex's knee. We got to pick something other than running. Well, I mean, it's not like you can't. It's a five k. It's not like it's gonna last like the entire day. We can still. Dude, I've told you. I've I've asked him to run a five k with me, and he said he would never run a five k. It would hurt his knee too bad. That's fair. So I, I mean, what event could we do? I want to get the entire. I want to get the Baywatch boys to do some type of physical. Dude, challenge. honestly, Baywatch boys would be able to stick out for that triathlon race. Well, we signed up so late that it would cost 700 bucks to do it. So maybe we'll be find uh, another uh, one that we could do a relay at and we can all split up teams, three people each team. So a swimmer, biker and a runner. Dude, you know, I want to do this, dude. You know, I want to do this. We wanted to do it like two years ago and last year and we all (laughs) everything happened. So. We all chickened out. Then you move to Chi-Town, and I never see you again. So, I mean, that happens, too. Let's just call it for what it is. I mean, Jake's in Colorado. I don't think we'll ever see him again unless we fly out. Is so, he staying out in Colorado Springs right now? Yeah, dude. He lives in Colorado Springs. He moved out with his girlfriend of three months. Now, I love her to death, but it just it blows my mind that he's willing to do that. I won't, I won't give anyone my time. And he gave a girl of three months all of his time. That absolutely blows my mind, dude. Absolutely blows my mind. Yep. You know so, you know. I'm, you literally had Jake on the spot. Yeah. He, anything, he literally, anything sustainable, he's all for, except his own bank account. That's the only thing he doesn't care about sustaining, dude. The only thing that he doesn't care about sustaining is his own paychecks, because he doesn't care, dude. He does not care. If he was if he was broke in 10 years, he would be like, oh, I'm just going to move to St. Clair for a little bit, and then I'm going to, I don't know, I'll ship out to Taiwan for a couple months. Like, he'll just figure it out on the fly, which I applaud him for, but I'm not going to be able to build my aquatic center the way that Jake Tracy lives his life. You know one of I mean? us has to become a millionaire, and I thought Jake was going to be one of them. For that. Well, yeah, dude. I thought he was going to be a doctor. What did you, what did you think you were going to be? What do you mean, as of when? as of like during high school like when i when i truly knew you you're running like 5k's and stuff you were going to college what did you think you were going to be i personally wanted originally to be 
an engineer for mechanical engineering. And then the more I researched, more I thought about it, I didn't want to. And then I also realized that I love the internet realm and I like social media. So social media management popped in my head. And then I realized during college that, one, I probably didn't have to go to college if this is what I wanted to do uh, for social media management. Besides, a lot of companies kind of require that bachelor as like a staple just to see like you know what you're doing. Uh, but I would say what I really, really want to do is more of like a straight up graphic design artist. Oh. Which I'm still trying to like learn a lot. I mean, I do all the Adobe Suite. I work in Illustrator and Photoshop. Well, yeah. And, and let me tell your listeners something. I mean, anytime that they want to email frameworkmarketing at gmail.com, they should do so if they have inquiries. You know what I mean? They should absolutely That's do a, that. You're welcome. Uh, podcast, actually, is Framework. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, and let me tell you something. I know the guy in charge of Framework Marketing, and I have his business card, and his business card has a good design, dude. It's all right. It's a house, dude. It's a, it's a stick house. Right. I like it. I was, it was, I was trying to be a little giddy. Uh, whoever it was is trying to be a little giddy. So, whatever. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? It is what it is. You have your own business, right? Oh, yeah. It's a DBA. Dude, I'm telling you, I keep on trying to throw myself out there and work for your business, dude. I don't know what's going on, man. It's a rebuilding season right now. It's a building. <laughs> dude, you sound like you sound like the the Detroit Pistons the last 15 years, and you've only had a business dude, for a year, dude. That's Detroit not a good sign. Pistons, as a matter of fact, they're on that cusp for that playoff spot this year. I know. They're, they've lost the last know, one. Which okay? is very – I mean, they were and, in it to win it until, like, the last four. I was like, I know, dude. And that's what your business reminds me of, dude, is the last – that, that you, your business is like the end of a piston season right now. And I need you to start shooting threes like the Warriors because I'm trying to use you to make money from me. Now, how am I going to do that if you're always in a rebuilding season, dude? <laughs> Not constantly, just uh, long-term projects that, I mean, only, I mean, I already started, so... Well, there you go, dude. Well, let me tell you something. I have, I no longer work at an entry level job, so I have legitimate sales experience, and I just want to throw my hat in the ring there, dude. Didn't you just get a job? I literally just got a job. I accepted it Friday. Oh, heck yeah. Where's that one? Yeah. Uh, it's called Velpac, um, and it's a sales job for a direct mail marketing company. Nice. So I go to businesses and say, hey, you should pay us money to get a return on investment. That's what I do. And then they throw all that cash at you, and then you load it. Then you... And then I'm loaded, dude. And then slowly but surely, I'm going to take that money and build an aquatic center. That's the goal. That's Heck the goal. Yeah. So how is that? Uh, you were telling me a little bit about it before. I don't know if you want to dive into it. How did that uh, whole roommate situation thing pan out? Oh, I mean... I'm definitely moving out in three months. If that's what you want the answer to be, I'm definitely moving out in three months. Um, I mean, dude, my roommate situation is like half and half, you know, is well, first of all, don't live in a place where the walls are so thin that you can hear anything and everything because, you know, couples have fights, but couples shouldn't have fights all the time. And it shouldn't be so audible that you can never sleep at night. 
I'm losing sleep because of my roommate, dude. And it makes me mad. <laughs> now, also, if you are a person that likes things clean, don't have roommates, okay? I literally had to – well, I didn't buy it. I got it as a gift. Do you know what an Instant Pot oh, yeah. is? So I have an Instant Pot, and any meals that I cook are in the Instant Pot, and that's the only thing I cook out of because everything else is dirty. Every other thing is dirty. Every pan, every pot, all the plates, and it just sits there. And I can't clean their stuff because it makes me want to vomit, dude. So the roommate situation is not good. Now, is it going to get better? Yes. Not for another three months. So, so yeah, I got to get through these far. three months. Yeah. So I got to I gotta get the hashtag out of there. Got to get the hashtag out of there. Well, what about your roommate situation? Uh, it could be better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it sucks. I like it down here in Naperville. It's a solid spot. It's di- I mean, finally kind of adjusting to it. Obviously, I still love Detroit and still love Michigan and everything. But I am kind of starting to get more acquainted to it, like, as time goes on to the kind of, like, the Naperville style. It's just kind of right outside of Chicago, so it's not all the crazy hustle and bustle. But there's a lot more people than St. Clair and Big Red. That's for yeah. sure. It's, uh, it's like 200,000 or something, or like 190. So it's a decent-sized city. That's a decent-sized yeah, city. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things around, a lot more trails than I thought. Running's great. I mean, I got in with a really – I got lucky with, like, such a – meeting such cool people. I had a couple – Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, getting run with, like, the local college kids. Uh, I mean, getting, like, a nice part-time job to go along with what I'm doing with Rock CF and my DBA and stuff. So the schedule's been filling up, meeting people, actually making, like, more friends down here. But obviously I still miss seeing, a lot, like, all my friends every day back in Michigan, too. It's, it's just an adjustment. It's one of those – times in my life i'll probably look back on and say you know what that's it was a good refresh you know no dude trust me i definitely hear you i've been out in grand rapids for two years and it's just like now where i'm starting to feel comfortable here um you know because i had like no friends and stuff i literally just moved to the other side of the state because i like it and i was trying to get away from the parents divorce so it's like it's not the best situation where college kids are always going to have college parties and like their roommates to go to i just told you my roommate sucked. Okay. My one roommate has literally stolen liquor from every other person that's ever lived there. That's not a made up fact, dude. One of our roommates moved in and the very first weekend, he bought a 32 pack from founders. Him and his friends stole all 32 oh, of those drinks that weekend. No. Cause he's a bartender. So him and his friends just come from the bar, keep on drinking, whatever's in there. And they think it's free. Oh, I know which one you're talking about now too. Yeah, and and you, yeah, you met him. You've been oh, up yeah. here. Well, and here's the thing: I, uh, it's a hundred percent my fault for not being confrontational. Because at this point, I'm moving in three months. I don't want to start anything with a crazy person because I don't want to get in fights. I'm gonna lose that fight. I don't have like a nice runner's build type of body. I have a Chinese food body. I'm not gonna do well in a fight. Okay. The other thing is, I should have years ago confronted him and made sure that he knew boundaries because now there's none and now it's awkward and it's made things a lot worse. That's like a learning experience that I would never have gotten unless I moved out. So I kind of had to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Dude. But you got like a, you got like a, like a good looking girlfriend as a roommate, which is totally different. I'd never know what that feels like. So that's gotta be refreshing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fun because we are like 
pretty much best friends, so we just kind of, like, dick with each other all the time. And we have, like, a nice little spot, like, where our apartment's actually at, in between, like, a lot of different areas in Naperville and Wheaton and stuff like that. And, like, we're in between, basically, Naperville and Warrenville. And it's, like, a spot that apparently a ton of people, like, look at to try and move to because it's right next to all the major expressways and everything like that. And then you can shoot to the train to the city, only, like, 40-minute train ride or, like, 35, 40 minutes. So it's awesome. It's uh, it's a lot different, but I think I'll just continue adjust. Both of us will continue adjust, and that. I don't know, oh, that's man. cool, man. How's that Grand Rapids life treating you, though? Well, before I get to that, I do want to say you liked. You just said you like to dick around with your girlfriend, which is absolutely hilarious that you didn't even mean to say it like that, <laughs> but you did. You said you like to dick around with your girlfriend, and that's great, dude. I'm glad that no, you dick sure. around with your girlfriend. That's totally fine, dude. No. <laughs> okay. Now my next question for you is how f- when I take a train in about a month to come visit you um am i taking it to downtown chicago or am i taking the it's so somewhere you take else that uh that amtrak um Grand yeah Rapids, you take it either straight into chicago and then i can just come pick you up or you just take it to chicago and where you'll be at in uh union station you just hop right over into the other side of the train station there's a metro train stop you take a metro train right out to me Oh, now Kent Gamber wants to make a song. So does he live downtown where we should do that? Or should we go out Kent to Naperville? Gamber wants to make a song? Yeah, dude. Oh, hell yeah, I want to make That's the other half of this story, dude. I've been wanting to visit you, but Kent started sending me songs. He's like, hey, we should do something like this. Because I don't know if you know this, but back in the day, um, the only people with personalities on the, on the swim team were me and Kent Gamber. So every swim meet, it was me and him singing and rapping and I'm not a good rapper, but we did it for fun. And I think he just wants to get back to that. And I, uh, you know, I've never actually made a song, you know, I got invited from this cool hip St. Clair band to come out and, you know, make a song a couple times and then just was never actually invited. Oh, it was all fake. Do you know what I'm talking about, dude? Times and there were just scheduling conflicts. So I don't want to hear that one. Scheduling Get conflicts? Out. Dude, you're a small town band. What do you mean scheduling conflicts? Yeah, small town band took over Murphy's like every night. Oh, oh dude. Murphy's, let me tell you something. Murphy's has a bodyguard now. That's where Murphy's is at, dude. On weekends, dude, they have a hired bodyguard to throw people out when they're acting too. Just like you like to dick around with your girlfriend, they like to dick around at Murphy's, dude, and they get in trouble a lot now. Sneaky told me the last two times they were there, people got thrown out. Remember when Jake Tracy was acting like wild that one time we were at Murphy's and he just like started laying on the ground and rolling into people's chairs? Yes, dude. Yeah. Now, when you said when Jake Tracy acted crazy that one time, my first thought was, oh, you mean all the times. That was the first thing that Fair I point. thought. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's hard to distinguish with that man. Dude, he's in Colorado Springs selling solar panels. How nuts is that, dude? He's a door-to-door salesman. After all of it, he's a door-to-door salesman. He's probably a better salesman than me, but, you know... I don't know. I just thought he was going to be like on a farm selling horse manure or something at this point. You know what I mean? That's what I thought Jake Trace would be doing. I mean, he loves solar panels. I remember when he was talking to me about the whole solar energy kind of thing not too long ago. Oh, really? So he does actually yeah, like it? I mean, I'm not sure. If, I didn't know he had that as a job. I just remember specifically talking to him about 
solar energy and how passionate that feels about it. So, I mean, I guess climbing up the totem pole, starting with that sales and moving up. Dude, what if we've just been making fun of Jake Tracer this entire time and we just thought he was a dumb person, but in reality, he's actually some type of Elon Musk personality. And he had to get away from us to develop this type of solar panel. Because if that's the case, I have a lot of apologizing to do for the way I behaved around that, Jake Tracy. 100% agree. Yeah, I have a lot of apologizing to do. Uh, we talk about this often um, because, you know, me, him, JD, and Gabe used to hang out all the time. Gabe, JD, and I talk about the legitimate damage we may have done to Jake Tracy during those years. It's one of those things you don't look back on and you're proud of, you know. Uh, Jake used to be a nice, sweet, innocent child, and now he is the way he is because, you know, we used to throw rocks at him. Like, I don't know what else to say, dude. We used to throw rocks at him for fun. Like, we... What's that? The broccoli shirt. Dude, he got a broccoli shirt. He got that... Do you remember the Kim Jong-il shirt? Oh, dude, never mind. I forgot he deserved it the entire time. I forgot that was the missing piece of this puzzle. I forgot he fucking deserved rocks in his face. He bought a Kim Jong Il shirt, and he loved it. And he lo- and he wore it to, he school. Get to school. A hundred percent. He had to wear like some type of burlap sack because the teacher was like, "Hey, you don't come into an American school and wear a Kim Jong Il T-shirt," and rightfully so. Oh my god, I remember that. You know, so at least he deserved it. I remember, oh, dude, so many things. But here's the thing about Jake Tracy, dude, okay? When Jake Tracy gets mad, no stopping him. I don't care how smart or tough you think you are. JD used to be able to deadlift 550 pounds. In our senior year in high school, we were just messing with Jake so much that he decided to let go. Jake immediately, one by one, just attacked each of us and made us submit. Didn't matter. Didn't matter how strong JD was during his football years. It didn't matter. Here's the crazy part. It didn't matter how fast Gabe was as a soccer player. Jake just didn't stop running and twisting and turning that meatball trunk of a body that he has until he caught Gabe and took him down. Meatball trunk. Now, what a way. Meatball, I mean, that's the only way. I mean, he's a hamster. He's a muscle hamster for sure. Um, but he's like. And then I remember, so he beat up JD, he beat up Gabe, and then he starts coming after me. And my thought was, well, I'm, I mean, I don't have any athletic attributes to help me here. So I literally just stood there and let him spear me into the ground. And all I did was take one tackle and I didn't take a beating. So, so, I mean, that's the type of shit you deal with with Jake Tracy, dude. That's all I'm saying. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Old Jake Uh, Tracy. Dude, I'm I'm sorry I don't have any crazy like dating stories prepared or anything like last time. Oh. I'm just thinking about that one last time with, like the yeah. co- the cocaine story. Yeah. yeah, life hasn't been as crazy since then. Well, I'm sure next time we'll do another podcast a lot sooner than the by year. Please. Yeah. You know, maybe like uh maybe like an every month or something. You know, you know what the problem is? I actually have had a lot of crazy stuff happen to me, but it happened at a medical psychiatric office, so talking about it is somewhat illegal. I've actually had the craziest things in my life happen to me, but we'll save that one for I'm, later. I mean, I guess I'm quitting, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Confidentially hanging over your head. Do you want me to make up a bunch of fake names and just go with the stories? Maybe we'll cliffhang for the next episode. 
Oh, I see what you did there. All right. Yep. And also be looking for our T-shirt because we got a T-shirt coming out. I'll work on it. Okay. The regular people talk show T-shirt. Buy it at uh, I don't know, Etsy.com. Etsy. Is that still a fucking You'll website? Find it on Etsy. Cool. We're getting it on Etsy, Etsy and then Overstock.com because everything must go. All right. All right, dude, I got to go for that run. Thanks for talking, and I will talk to you later, bro. Hey, thanks, you too.